Hey everyone, Christy McClellan here, and I want to invite you to a brand new event from Lifeway Women called Feast. At this event, you'll be invited to feast on God's Word by studying the Bible in its historical, cultural context. We're going to get to know the Bible in its world, in its native habitat, text, and context. You'll experience teaching, worship led by my 25-year friend, Laura Cooksey, and fellowship with other women around the world. Come and learn with me that the living God is better than we ever knew. Visit LifeWay.com slash Feast to learn more. This is the Mark Podcast from LifeWay Women. We're your hosts, Elizabeth Heineman and Kelly King. Each episode, we'll talk about what God is doing, how He has and is marking each of us. Sometimes that will be through interviews, and sometimes we'll have conversations around the table. We're so glad you've joined us today. You're invited to join Lifeway Women Insiders an online community of women like you who want to grow in their relationship with God and connect with each other in meaningful ways. When you sign up, you'll get first looks at upcoming LifeWay Women Bible studies and events, the opportunity to contribute your voice to future LifeWay Women content through polls and surveys, and exclusive insiders-only discounts. Meet your soon-to-be friends at LifeWayWomenInsiders.com. And welcome to the Mark Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Elizabeth Hyman, and I am here with my co-host, Kelly King. Hey, Kelly. Hey, Elizabeth. So, you know what? We're going to talk about prayer today. And I just want to ask you off the top of the podcast. Oh, no. Like, well, (laughs) no, I mean, is this a spiritual discipline that you feel like you could, like, improve upon? Definitely. I feel like early in my uh, salvation... I was very much a prayer. Like that was like the peak of my spiritual disciplines was prayer. (laughs) But I think in the recent years, just as life has gotten busier, I've just not been as good about spending a lot of time in prayer. So I'm, and, and what helps me actually is journaling. And so that's why I'm super happy to talk with our guest today. I know. Valerie Warner. Valerie, hello. Hey, I am so excited to talk about prayer. Yeah, I was sitting listening, just thinking, oh, this is going to be good. I'm excited. <laughs> yes. I, I do. I mean, Valerie, I hear from women, like when, when we talk about like, you know, what is one thing that you would, you know, that you would love to just do better in your spiritual disciplines, mm-hmm. this always comes to the top. Yeah. So I, think, I think this is an important subject. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and your ministry. Yeah, so I am Valerie. I live in South Louisiana with my husband, Tyler, and we have two little girls, Vivian Vanna, and um, I run a business called Valerie Paper where we sell prayer journals, and it was just a total accident how it happened, how, how I fell into this, just out of my own need for prayer. And yes, as we've talked to women, it's just, you know, people who have been believers for a long time, um, 
will echo that this is one of the hardest disciplines because it, you know, our crazy world that we live in, just all the noise, and it's very hard to measure um, what prayer is actually supposed to look like. So yeah, uh, the, you're speaking for so many women right now when you say that. Mm. Yeah. And one of the things that I love, I told you that I got one of your prayer journals at an event that I went to, and I like that it is, um, there's a lot of empty space, but there's also some prompts that help mm-hmm. to like focus our minds on prayer. And I know a lot of people, um, and myself included, sometimes it's just like, where do I even start? Like, how do I do this? And and journaling our prayers is such a a cool spiritual discipline in a way because it it you can go back and look at it years later. Um, yes. And I recently found some of my old journals, and my journals kind of run the gamut of being like diaries and prayer journals mm-hmm. um, usually. And so just looking back at some of the things where I was like, oh, my goodness, you know, there were some things that I was like, God answered this prayer. And in such a powerful way, he answered yes. And like, this is how this looked in my life. And then there were other times where I was like, I'm still praying this. Um, and so I know that God is saying, you know, not yet on this one, but it's just interesting to kind of track your your prayers and your spiritual life and then like what God is doing in the lives in your life and in the lives of others around you. So. Yes, and those things just transform your future too. If you are anxious or worried about something and you're able to look and say, you know, the last time I was anxious and worried about this, God was working mm-hmm. this thing out behind the scenes. It can um, just bring fresh faith to situations where we're just very weary. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about just like getting started in a business, because I know we have Mm -hmm. listeners who think, oh, I'd love to start a business. How do I do that? So kind of walk us through the process of how that happened for you. Yeah. You know, I always say to start a business, you got to be pretty unsatisfied with what you're currently doing. Um, and that was me with journalism. I was um, working for a newspaper, wanted to be a writer and was just working something totally different that wasn't going to work out to be a writer. And I actually ended up starting a wedding planning business. So I was, um, already familiar with starting a business whenever I created the prayer journals. And honestly, the prayer journals were just something that I created because I was pregnant, very overwhelmed with um, hypochondria and just all the different things that you feel in pregnancy and realizing that if I was going to survive that season, it was going to require consistent prayer that, um, you know, having a blank notebook just wasn't um, wasn't helping me do at that time. So Um, I would say like just for somebody starting out, starting with that felt need that you have yourself is often where it happens. Um, Like even whenever I look back now on, you know, we've sold probably over 100,000 journals and I literally was just trying to sell what my printer told me I had to print to make one for myself, which was 50. And I was I, re- I was really just trying to cover the cost. I wasn't even trying to sell 50 of them, just enough to cover the cost. And I feel so naive to be- have believed that I was the only one who struggled with feeling distracted in prayer. Like, it's so silly now to say that, but um, often those things that we create just come from a- our own struggles, and we will often feel like nobody, this is, I'm the only one who struggles with this. And um, I think God just surprises us. And um, I know 
I have tried other things in business. I have tried to do um, just random stationery or uh, wedding invitations and cards and different things like that. And they have not been fruitful like this, but I truly believe it was just because it was things that I was maybe like seeing other people do and feeling like, okay, well, this is something I should be doing, or maybe I can make an extra buck with this. But um, when God, you know, uses your own story, it's just so different. And um, I mentioned hypochondria, but the other day, like I was, I'm, I'm still working through that. The Lord has healed so much in that area, but I just was able to look back and say, you know what, if I didn't, if I had never experienced this, um, I, I would not have the business that I have right now. This would not exist. I would not get to share about prayer. And, um, it kind of helped me appreciate something that I often just feel like, Oh, why doesn't my, my sister doesn't struggle with this. Why do I struggle with this? And, uh, yeah. So, all that to say, I feel like God uses our stories so much, um, but often we just feel like they're not, um, like they're either really small parts that nobody else deals with, or we just feel like that's just kind of like a side thing in our life um, that God takes and can do amazing things with if we'll let Him. Yeah, I love that because I do think there are so many things um, that we can trace back in our lives where it's like, I had no idea what I was doing here or mm. why I yeah. was struggling with this thing or whatever it may be or like a really hard season. But later we see how even that is used for our good and for His glory. And it's always such a powerful testimony to me when people talk about that, like how this is how God used this awful thing that is, mm-hmm. you know, terrible in order to um, mold me and shape me into his likeness and in order to do this other thing that is so good and um, so many people are using in their own walks with Christ. So thank you for being faithful to do that. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, honestly, even the story, like I loved writing as a kid. I thought, well, I thought I was going to be a poet. To be honest, uh, that's what that was my dream. I love but, it. But um, even even you know the journalism that I did not in, that season I didn't enjoy. I learned how to lay out newspapers, and I was able to use that to lay out our first journals. And I feel like God has pieced together all of these seasons that I really felt like were you know short and like short pivots that you just feel like, well, that was a failure. That was a failure. Like you left wedding planning, then you left this. You left you know, everything. And God just pieced together so many things that I thought were failures. And he just created something so different than I I could have ever expected. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you have a lot of different products. We've talked about the prayer journals. You have kids' legacy journals, prayer calendars. So how do you decide what to make? And what is your hope for the people who use your products? Yeah. So, um, well, First, we start with like a lot of prayer, which um, <laughs> probably sounds cliche, but um, we we pull our audience every year and we do get ideas from that. And then we put together basically a list of what we think would be f- fits our brand and fits what we can do. Um, and then we pray about it. And it's been amazing to see how the Lord fleshes that out and how, you know, struggles that we've had of like, well, how do we make this happen? And then like the next year, the Lord will just open a door or he'll just give us ideas that were just like, this seems so basic and um, easy. Like, how do we not come up with it sooner? It just wasn't the right time, but mm-hmm. it's just been cool to see how the Lord, um, he He cares about what we create. And if we are willing to surrender our, 
just our product list to him, he has done so much to create what we, or let's say he's done so much to create, but he has shaped this business to what he wants. And at one point in one season, we had a lot more products um, and different things. And I just really felt like the Lord was calling us to just have stuff on prayer. Mm -hmm. And, um, that was hard because anytime you like kill products, you get nervous that, you know, like, well, what if we don't, you know, what if this affects our business in a negative way? What if we're not supposed to do this? And, um, that was a year of growth for us because we became the, the company that people go to for prayer, not just a product, but they know, um, we are going to be sharing, practical tips and encouragement on our blog and now our podcast and now the book. And um, it's been really cool just to to be a voice who can be um, very niche on prayer and um, support people in that. I feel like that's just a really good business principle too, yeah. you know, Valerie, because I think you probably saw what you were doing and there was nothing that was bad about probably the products you were doing, mm-hmm. but probably just that that focus and that really you do become kind of the expert in one area. And not that we can tell ourselves that we're experts in prayer, but we definitely can say, hey, we're we're concentrating on this one area. Like prayer is going to be the focus of what we do. And I'm curious, do you have a favorite product? Is there one that you just like that's the one that you always get the most comments about or yeah love the most. yeah yes so our like our main prayer um are we it's basically a monthly format where people fill out the categories at the beginning of the month and then throughout the month you could just pick up your journal and start praying and that format runs through so many of our products but um, a year ago, we created one um, one of these with the monthly formats, but with space to write prayers every day. And this was something that, um, you know, you want to create this, but you also know that you you don't want to have something that's going to um, overwhelm somebody who's like just starting out in prayer. Like writing prayers every day takes commitment. Um, but we we had other products for people who were just getting started or people who wanted to write out a prayer every, you know, couple times a week. But creating this was something that um, I felt so excited about it. But at the same time, from the outside, it was like, why is this a big deal? It's pretty much the same journal, just space to write out. Like they can do that in any notebook. But from my experience of using that journal, it's called the signature prayer journal. Using that journal journal this year has been amazing because when you have space or something that is designed to be written in every day, it is a prompt to do it. And that sounds so small, but I feel like I have grown so much spiritually in this last year. And I know like as I think of like the things that have changed this year, that's the main thing. Um, so I would say that, and honestly, our book, which I know we'll talk about, but for so long, you know, we've been talking about prayer for eight years and hearing conversations with people um, about what their struggles are. And I just feel like everything that I would want to share with somebody that is struggling with prayer is in this book. And even as I've written like blog posts or podcast episodes since having the book, I feel like I keep referencing it. And, you know, you kind of feel like, oh, I just wish I could tell people I'm not trying to be this salesy. I just, so much of of what I would want to share with somebody struggling 
is in there. And um, yeah, so that's that those I would say are my two favorite products right now. Yeah. Well, okay. So you do have a new book. You mentioned Mm -hmm. that it's called Pray Confidently and Consistently. So tell us a little bit about the book and just some of the, the thoughts behind it. Yes. So, um, like I said, just having these conversations over the years has been so eye opening to what the, what people are struggling with and what they, what they are feeling in their prayer life. So, um, in the book, we it's based off of Hebrews twelve one, um, which talks about throwing off all of our the unnecessary weights or the things that are holding us back, mm-hmm. and running. And um, in the introduction, I give that analogy of remembering what it was like to run so fast when I was a kid, and how I feel like that is my desire for my prayer life. And um, so throughout the book, we cover fifteen weights that are holding and dragging us down in our prayer life. And it's a really practical book. It um, Even in writing the book, I, I've i been talking about prayer for eight years, but it was my friend Gretchen Saffles, um, who has Well-Watered Women, the company. Yeah, yeah. I love Gretchen. We've had her she, on the podcast as well. Oh, she is the best. And it, we, we've been friends for the last maybe five it was probably pretty soon after we both we both started our companies around the same time. And um, she was like, Val, you just need to write a book on prayer. And of course, for me, I'm thinking, you know, I don't have a seminary degree. I don't, there's, there's thousands of books on prayer. There are so many books on prayer already. Um, but she really encouraged me in the, the fact that, you know, not everybody is going to go pick up um, a deep theologian, uh, like a book that is on prayer because prayer is already a tough topic. They might want to just hear it from somebody who is going to use the same language, who's going to use examples that are going to um, translate in their life um, while also taking them really deeply into prayer. And um, that was, she planted that seed. I didn't write the book right away, but she planted that seed that I could write a book on prayer. And then the Lord just gave this vision for um, having it be something that is not, like I said, it's not like this, um, like a college course on prayer. Right. It doesn't have not the as facts. Acad- academic, yeah. Yes, yes. It's not as ap- academic, but it will, the, my hope is that you will, what you will learn about prayer in the process will get you praying, which mm-hmm. pray in actual prayer is where we will learn to pray. You know, like we can write books and talk about it, but it's going to, you know, if, if we don't actually pray, we will not learn these things. But the hope is that with this information, somebody will feel equipped and like they can kind of um, unburden themselves from the things that are holding them back. Yeah, yeah I love that because I do think prayer is one of those things um, in our spiritual lives that is this kind of like mystery and you can kind of go very, mm-hmm. very academic with it and talk about, you know, theology and attributes of God and all the things that uh, like using a bunch of words that I don't even know, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or you can just go very practical. And I think um, we need both. We need to, we need to learn about yes. prayer from both angles, but this is like to have somebody that's also, you know, working through it and, and learning to pray, like the title says, confidently and consistently. So do you tend to struggle with one of those aspects more than the other, confidence or consistency? Yeah. So I have been thinking about this question. I think um, I 
I am first off super grateful for how the Lord has grown my prayer life over the last. Um, I mean, I've, my mom was a prayer, so I learned mm. early on that God cared about um, us, that He cared about the little things and the big things, and to keep coming back. So I feel like pro- consistent is probably the bigger struggle, um, just because of everyday life. Like um, I think with having confidence in prayer. You can learn something, and you can have the head knowledge that will help you to be confident in prayer. Mm-hmm. But um, to be consistent in prayer requires so much, like ongoing uh, effort. You know, right. like it's it just requires changing our habits whenever mm-hmm. seasons change, um, saying no to lots of things. So I think confidence can come more naturally when we learn about it. But consistency is just something that I think we'll always kind of. Um, God will always grow in us. Yeah. Kelly, what about you? Which is more, um, which do you struggle with more? Mm, I think there's times, I mean, I'm sure that we have, you know, we kind of flip flops depending on what the situation is, but -hmm. sometimes it is the confidently part of, you know, and it's not that I don't question God's goodness or the way that God Mm -hmm. answers prayer, but sometimes I'm just like, am I bold enough in my prayers? You know, do I ask God for big things in my life? Yeah. And I think sometimes we do hold back, and that's kind of the subtitle um, for your book. And I I love that, that it says, finally letting go of the things holding you back from your most important conversation. Um, How how do women kind of hold back sometimes? And maybe that does go with that praying boldly. Yeah. So um, I'll share just some of the weights from the book, but the first one is just our expectations of God. If we don't know who he is, if we don't know that he is capable, that he is good, that he is all knowing um, there's six of them total. But if we don't know these foundational things about God, we will not pray confidently because we won't be sure if he can do anything and we won't pray consistently because we won't think it matters. We'll just think, well, what, what can he do? Um, so that's like a, just a very foundational thing that if that is off, then, then we will just, we either won't pray or it'll be, um, shallow prayers. Um, but also just our desire to, for perfection in prayer, feeling like we need to have it done a certain way. I know this is something that has come up a lot with our audience of just asking questions of, okay, wait, if I, what if I pray for something and, um, I forget about praise or I forget about confession or I, um, or I'm, I've been praying for something for a really long time. Like, do I keep praying? There can be so many of these questions that can paralyze us because we just don't want to come the wrong way to God. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot more freedom than we think. I think there are key things that we need. We need to come humbly. We need to have faith. Um, but for the most part, I think a lot of the, the big heavy things that we carry into our prayers, um, God is so gracious, and He just wants us to come and sit with Him. Um, there's other things like monologuing where we do all the talking and we don't listen. We don't make listening a part of our prayers. Mm -hmm. Um, even like not making sacrifices, like fasting is something that is important and we see it weaved throughout scripture, but it's something that we don't hear a lot about today. And, um, uh, yeah, there's, 
Yeah, yeah. there's lots of. <laughs> the consistent part to me is also there's a the aspect of persistence. I mean, we're consistent, mm-hmm. but then the persistence of saying of going back to God, and yes. even though we know that God knows our our request. And he, you know, we can go to him once with something, and he he doesn't need to be reminded of it, but he works in us when we're persistent and when we continue to just say, "God, I want you to move in this area. Mm-hmm. I want to see you doing a work." And I, I mean, I, there are things in my life. I mean, I've got a prayer journal. In fact, I'm I'm kind of like I'm going to set that aside and get one of Valerie's prayer yes. journals because I, <laughs> I really need that. But there, right on the very front page of it, is a request that I have been praying for since I started this prayer journal. And instead of things getting better in the situation, it's it's really actually felt worse. And yeah. so I'm reminded when I see that prayer request that God hasn't given up, and mm-hmm. I shouldn't give up. And how is he going to use this situation, like Elizabeth, you said, for his good and for his glory? So I, I do think that we, we've got to be women who, who say, you know what, God, I'm, like this is my prayer and I'm going to come to you and I'm asking you to, to move in this and, and, not, and not hold back. And, and I love the part where you said that sometimes we have a monologue, that that's something we struggle with. And mm-hmm. how do we learn the practice of silence and solitude and just listening. Um, and what does that, you know, what does that look like in our lives for yeah. sure? Yeah. And Valerie, I would love to ask you, like, what, how would you encourage women who do have a difficult time praying confidently or have mm-hmm. a difficult time praying consistently? Um, because I know that is like, those are kind of like the title uh, struggles, but they definitely mm-hmm. like encompass a lot of the other ones. So what encouragement would you have for those women today? Yeah. Yeah. It was interesting um, even just naming the book because these are the two things that are, like you said, they they just hold so much weight in what we want to experience in our prayer life. Um, but I would say first off, you know, so often we can see older um, prayer warriors and just feel like that that is not that is like some personality trait that God has given to people and I think that can be true there can be people who just naturally will be um just more consistent prayers or more confident prayers but God it is giving us um he gives us so many avenues to experience this as we commit to praying to him and I think so often we want, if you know if we start praying we feel discouraged and paralyzed by the idea that it's not um it's it doesn't feel magical there doesn't it doesn't really feel powerful it just feels kind of like we're just talking to the ceiling and i think we have to like just commit to pushing past that feeling um because that was an, something that you mentioned you know like persistent prayer and 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 continuing to pray and that's how we wrapped up the book of just talking about praying when you're weary of praying. And um, we we stop short before things get good. And the Lord, He holds, um, there's just something so beautiful, so God-glorifying when we continue to pray for something, even when we don't see something happen right away. Um, You know, like it's, it's very easy to if it's like a vending machine, you put in a dollar, you get something out, like we're going to keep going back. That's going to be easy to do. But we reveal so much faith when we continue to go to God. And it basically says, "I'm." it, it is faith because we are not seeing it 
It is unseen what God is doing, but we are still going back to Him. Um, So that's like a really long way to say, just keep going. Even when you feel like you're not seeing... um, you're not seeing that this spark, this fire. Know that God is building that in you. And um, we think about it like, even like with like romance, where you just feel like I, I've been married eleven years, and I know I'm so grateful for what the span of that time, how that has grown my love for my husband. Um, and I think so. We just so often feel like we want that like first date spark, and it's just so much better as we keep plodding along with the Lord and um, it, but it does take time and um, not giving up. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I think like that's, that's why another reason to write them down um, our prayers because it kind of Mm -hmm. helps you to chart that. Like you said earlier in the show, like, you know, even if you don't feel God at the time or, or you can't see him answering the prayers looking back like years later, months later, you can kind of see, Oh, he was working on this. I just couldn't see it yet. And so I think that's definitely um, a way to kind of almost see our faith lived out here on earth. And that we know there are some things that we won't see the answer to. We won't see the Mm -hmm. end of until we get to heaven, but um, it is kind of cool to see how, there are some prayers that are answered in ways that we would never expect. Um, and so we almost have to have hindsight to see those. So, well, and Elizabeth, you yeah. just mentioned something that I think we often forget is that we, we don't realize God, I mean, God's timetable and he is not bound by time. And so when we, when we think we need an answer at a certain point or even in our lifetime, there are, there are prayers that are answered beyond our, our physical time here on earth that, you know, he is still working. So it is, uh, it is a faith. I, I appreciate you saying that Valerie of yeah. just the things that are unseen for sure. Yeah. Well, um, the question that we always ask everybody on the show is what is one thing that has marked you in your walk with Christ? Um, yes. So I think, I would say just knowing very early on, like I said with my mom, like her teaching me so early that God cared about the big and the small things has created a dependence in me that um, keeps me coming back to God. Um, I always say that the number one ingredient that I feel like we need for prayer is just knowing how dependent we are because we are dependent, but a lot of times especially in our um, Western world, we can just feel so comfortable with life. Um, We can solve many problems with one phone call or a couple of dollars. Um, So to go to God in prayer is something that um, takes, takes a lot of intentionality. And I'm just super grateful for how, how my mom instilled that in me. And I know even as I raise my girls right now, like I'm just I want I want to do the same thing for them. I want them to know that God cares about everything and that we can always come to Him with everything. I love yeah, that. That's so good. Yeah. yeah. Well, Valerie, this has been such a fun conversation and just yes. I'm really good to get to know you. And I'm I'm super excited to actually purchase some of these for gifts for you know for people in my life. I think yeah. it's going to be yeah. a great gift to to give. And uh, we just appreciate all the work that you've done, and we're excited about your new book. And so. People can find it on LifeWay.com, and uh, I hope that they do. So thank you so much for being part of the Mark Podcast today. Thank you so much for having me, ladies. 
You bet. Yes. Well, we hope that you will join us again next week. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to join in on the conversation, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Kelly D. King and at E.D. Heineman. Use the hashtag Marked Podcast to connect with us. You can also find Lifeway Women on all social media channels at Lifeway Women. All of today's show notes will be posted at LifeWayWomen.com slash podcast. If you love the show, leave an iTunes review. It's a great way for other people to hear about the podcast. We'll see you next time. Home should be a place where we feel at peace, where we can be ourselves, where we feel loved. For a lot of us, though, home is a place of heartache, hurt, and loneliness. As believers, Christ promises us an eternal home. But what does that actually look like? And how do we deal with our current homesickness? I recently wrote a Bible study called Come Home for Women, and I'm so excited that Come Home will also be available for teen girls. It's perfect for small groups, helps girls answer important questions, and gives us a richer understanding of what kind of home God's building for us. The release date for Come Home for Teen Girls is August 1st, but you can pre-order it now at lifeway.com slash come home. Don't miss out on this opportunity to help girls belong and be loved. Again, you can pre-order it today at lifeway.com slash come home.